Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. They have a lot of products. We've talked about their cable builder, but today I want to talk about the Sliver Series patch cable. I'm not going to say that they're the smallest cable on the market. I'm just going to say that I haven't seen anything smaller. So if you're like me and you're always like stretching to get that extra pedal, like just barely fitting on your pedal board, refitting your entire board with the Sliver Series patch cable from Sinusoid might be what you need to do. Not only are they small though, Steve, they're also soldered. So you're not going to have the issues that people run into with unsoldered cables where they break free and they, they quit in the middle of your show. You solder them up, they're going to last a really long time. They're going to be really resilient. Uh, a lot of people have trouble with those unsoldered cables. So as a parent, you're saying they're like the little engine that could. They're small and they just won't quit. They just won't quit. All right, this episode is also brought to you by Barefoot Buttons. They're the button of barefoots. Is that the phrase that you say, no, Steve? No, they're the, they're the barefoot buttons of buttons. Of buttons. I'm sorry, they're the barefoot buttons of button, barefoot, buttons. Barefoot Buttons is a big friend of the show. Everyone loves their product now. They've become so famous. I'm hearing, I'm hearing uh, guys on all sorts of other podcasts talk about them. I'm seeing them show up on boards. Uh, that are completely not connected to our group and to our scene. I'm really happy for those guys, and I'm also stoked that they continue to support our little show here. Uh, go check them out at barefootbuttons.com. I like how you didn't describe the product at all. By this time, everybody knows what barefoot buttons are. They're world famous. That's fair. They're aluminum. They attach to your 3D PDT, uh, 3D, 3, dang it, 3. Mm-hmm. Is a 3D PT also an IMAX? Yeah, Um or you know your soft relay switch, depending on the style you get. You got a you got a small pedal and a tiny box on your back row. You get the tall boy. Boom, problem solved. Check it out, barefootbuttons.com. I'm really trying hard to say buttons. Yeah, Steve with that with that sloppy American D instead of a T. Steve is big into saying it wrong because that's what he gets teased for now. Yeah, it's I figured out this week that I think I just talk too fast for most people. Real fast, Steve. Buttons. Yeah, buttons. Buttons, buttons, barefoot buttons, buttons, barefoot buttons, barefoot buttons, barefoot buttons, barefoot buttons.com. Go check them out. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve. And I'm referring to my notes to say this is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. All right. We're here. We're doing it again. Pre-Namisode. Countdown, yeah, dude. Countdown to Nam. We are recording this uh, six days before Nam, five days before you start prepping for Nam, uh-huh. uh, eight days before I arrive at Nam. Whole lot of Nam. Nam, 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 Nam. Holy <laughs> Damn. 370 do, 375 days until winter Nam 2018. <laughs> Roughly, yes. Countdown to Nam. <laughs> you have anything new going on, Steve? I I I I uh, I feel like I should, but I don't. You don't, Steve. You just got back from vacation. You're kind of wrecked. I am. I got yeah, I went to Tahoe for a week and that was super cool. Except driving in the snow, like I don't know how those people do it. You were definitely uh, the person I was most Facebook envious of like the past week. Like, Dude, you, I crashed my car. You had the best pictures. Your wife had the best pictures. You crashed your car? Is it wrecked? No, The but the first day we got there, so it's no chains, no chains, no chains, no chains. But the place that we were staying, it was like basically, a, it was like a Airbnb sort of scenario. You rent, you rent a whole house. It was a vacation home. Right, right. And uh, so it's in like a side neighborhood where they don't have like the same amount of, of like um, snow plowing and stuff. Sure. So we are fine. And then we make a turn and I'm like, oh man, I'm losing traction. This sucks. And I go to make a left-hand turn to the street that we're staying on. And I, the, my car just like didn't track at all. Oh man. And went straight into like a ditch. It wasn't really like a, a, like all the way into like a deep ditch. But it was enough that it, it kind of sucked. And I got out. I was like, son of a bitch. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, this guy comes by. And he's just like, oh, 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 yeah. Where's your, where's your snow tires, dude? 
where are your chains? And I was like, well, I just came off the 50. We haven't needed them. Oh, yeah, whatever. I'll help you push this thing out. And then so he comes over, and I'm waiting for, like, instructions. And he's like, just get in that hole, asshole. I'm like, dang, Dang, this dude. guy is rough towards All you. All right. Um, and so I get in the hole. And then uh, another guy who's just driving down the street, street. So I will say this. Like, people in Tahoe are super nice. Uh, so we had me and two other dudes literally, like, lifting the front end of my car out of, like, a, a, like a snowbank or whatever till my wife could, like, find traction and, like, back it out. So we put on chains the first day we were there, literally to drive, like, a block and a half. <laughs> but the rest of the time we were there, like, it was crazy. It snowed, like, three and a half feet in the first two wow. days. And then it got really cold. So the first day we went out, like, sledding, and it was, like, nice because it was, like, powdery and soft, and you could go up pretty high and just ride for a while. By the time we left, you could only go, like, halfway up the hill because it, the hill, the sled run that kind of that had developed had turned to ice oh wow and you would just go super fast and if you went all the way to the top like there was no way you weren't flying out of the track and like dying on a tree <laughs> oh man uh so this is the part of the show where you ask me what's new Steve. hey ryan what's new well uh i've been messing around with um my digitech trio and my beat buddy a lot lately Steve yeah. just took a big bite of a sandwich, so he's out of commission for a while. So I'll just keep talking. <laughs> um, and so I've been messing around with him a lot, and I've been wanting to get more function out of the trio. There's like an update, right? Well, I updated it, which was a good thing to do. Um, so I plugged it into my computer via USB code, via USB cable. The USB code. Yeah. One zero 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 one 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 zero zero one one one. I cracked in the code. I hacked the USB, um, hacked the planet. And uh, so anyways, I plugged this thing in the computer. So you, you're saying you and your friends have cracked the code, but the question is, will you ever be royals? No. Um, <laughs> don't make me laugh. I'm going to cough to death, Steve. I'm, I'm fighting a cold over here still. <clears throat> there it is. So anyways, I download the update for this thing. And a big problem I always had with the trio is that the bass portion of it was always real, bass, 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 real bass. weird. Like really, it really overplayed and did like re- weird, like proggy stuff. Uh, and so the update apparently fixed that, and the bass plays a lot straighter now. You, honey, you can make noise if you want. It's okay. You can open. My wife. Ryan's is like, wife is in the hallway, and I'm like, just close the door. And she's like, yeah. No, I'm you being, watching you. You being trying to be super quiet is more distracting than I'm if you just made watching noise. you podcast, oh Ryan. Okay. So, anyways, why am I even talking? There's so many distractions. Oh man. Yeah, you can't handle your ADDs kicking in. It really kicking in. It. My secret is, is it never shuts off. <laughs> You're like the Hulk. Yeah. Only I can't concentrate. How do you control? How do you control your anger, the Hulk? I don't. I'm always angry. Thanks for quoting it, Steve. That really helped clear, no problem, clear no problem. things up. If you haven't seen uh, Avengers yet, sucks to suck. So, anyways, I updated the little tiny bass player that lives in the pedal, and it plays a lot straighter now. It plays. Uh, I guess what bass players would consider as stupider. The, Seinf- so that, the Seinfeld riff. So that guitarists can keep up with it. Um, another thing I did is I ordered... You, you want to hear something awful? Yeah, tell me. I just said the Seinfeld riff, and what popped into my head was um, Longview from Green Day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Ryan, everyone knows what Longview is. You don't have to sing it. Yeah. So Are you sure I'm the one with ADD tonight? You're all over the place, man. Dude, I told you. <laughs> so anyways, another thing I did to help my trio situation is I ordered the uh, the three-button foot switch from Digitech, and that allows you to cycle through the functions as you're playing it. And I'm still not having a great time with it. It's still really clunky. Um, it gives you some options so you don't have to bend over to adjust things. But I was hoping I would be able to more seamlessly switch between the song sections. Because it allows you to record three parts. 
it's we, I need to look up the instructions and figure out what I'm doing wrong. I wanted to make a crass joke there, but to be honest, Digitech rolled out a bandana this week on Instagram. I know, right? And it's like the coolest thing. I kind of want that bandana. Yeah, I'm definitely cruising the Digitech booth at NAM to see if they're giving away bandanas. I'll show. I'll if I'm rolling there early Thursday, I'll try to grab one for you. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I just said Evan, dope. We'll, yeah, you did. We're gonna wear bandanas like on our heads. And flash our colors. This is gonna be so cool, Steve. I'm gonna wear mine like I'm a cowboy. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! So then, yeah. we're, then we're gonna we're gonna wear them like cowboys, and then we're gonna rob the Fender booth. <laughs> Let's be honest. Fender doesn't have a booth; they have a room. They have a they have a wing. So yeah, trying to trying to figure out the Digitech Trio thing. Uh, I'm hoping to do another demo, like do a follow up video. Of my initial one, because that is literally our most successful video on YouTube. I forget what it's up to, but it's it's nuts. I think it's like got like eighty thousand plays or something like that. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So I'm hoping to do a follow up to like say things I've learned and and wait eighty thousand plays. It's a lot. Eighty thousand plays, dude. That's like a whole like eight dollars. I know. I've made I've made a lot of money on YouTube. Actually, I think it's it's made a decent chunk of change. It hasn't paid for either of those pedals, but uh, it's a decent chunk of change. Yeah, yeah. I well, let's it. let's uh, do. We want to do some. It housekeeping? just got real subtle in here all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I told you not to make me laugh, Steve. I'm gonna die. I know, I know. I want to. I actually want to see the count on this thing. Oh, it got real subtle in here. What does that mean, Steve? Because it was quiet. Oh, man, and we it's like, real subtle it's real around subtle. here. All right. Uh, I want to give a thanks to Nick Brandt and to somebody named Gretschy for supporting uh, us at the $10 level, which is our inner circle level. Neither of you have sent me your address or T-shirt size, which means I'm keeping your merch until you do. Have you gotten them in the Facebook group yet? Uh, Nick Brant is in the Facebook group. The other guy I can't find. Sorry, dude. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, get us your information. There's a lot of perks to the inner circle when you get us your information. You're going to get t-shirts. You're going to get barefoot buttons. You're going to get a, uh, a free month of gear supply strings. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get to hear the episodes early. And you're going to get to hear secret episodes that Steve and I don't show to anyone else. It's just for you. And you also get to help decide how the show gets run. So uh, hit us up. Tell us your address. Tell yep. us who you are on Facebook, and we'll get you in there. If you're interested in getting in on this, uh, head on over to 60cyclehumcast.com uh, slash, I don't know what the slash is, but there's a link called support the show, and it'll give yep. you all the information you need. We really appreciate everyone who's supporting us. Uh, we Last year, uh, when we went to NAM 2016, what did we spend, like an extra like four months in the red after that, probably? Yeah. This year, we literally put like, I don't know what, like $1,000 on shirts like a month ago. And we paid for the condo in full in November. Yeah, and we're already back in the black. And we can only do that with your guys' support. We're not spending money willy-nilly here. Right now, 100% of the show that you pledged to us is going back into the show in one form or another. On it, let's be honest. It's for Ryan and I to take vacations to Nam, um, <laughs> Where we work and bring you better content. Different content, maybe yeah, not, not better. Be- it's probably going to be worse. <laughs> uh, but but I mean, we're we're doing stuff for the show. We're buying merch for the show. We're looking at things we can do for the show. One hundred percent of the money goes to that. You know, maybe in the in the future it might mean we buy a piece of gear so we can make our videos better. Right. We buy a piece of gear because we think, hey, this is a brand new product that you guys want to see us review. I'm excited to maybe have the funding to go to Summer Nam. Even if you can't go, Steve, if you got to work, I I will definitely most likely be working. I'd like to go and do some coverage of Summer Nam, get a little traveling in. Yeah, there's guys that go to Summer Nam. There actually, I think we have more people from the show going to Summer Nam than Winter Nam, just because of the way uh, the yeah. country's laid out. Uh, Summer Nam is a, is definitely a lot more central for more of the country than Winter Nam is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sixtycyclehumcast uh, Check out support the show. You join the inner circle. You get every piece of merch that we put out, and you get in our Facebook group uh, if we can figure out who you are on Facebook. <laughs> Say you don't want to join the Inner Circle. Say uh, you just want free merch. Check out the Best Friends level. We will send you a shirt. We will send you some stickers. 
And uh, we will get you set up for that. The best friends level is only $5 a month. And we appreciate those people. We appreciate everyone. You're sending us, we got a couple of people saying it's one, $2 a month. Send us if, over the course. Like I've said yeah. before, if 50% of the people listening to this show sent us $1 a month, we would have some interesting quandaries on our hands I'm, in terms of what to do with that. I would say that if 50% of the people sent us $1 a month, we would be renting a a uh, like a, a business space and setting up 60 cycle hum studios yeah if if i would say if one percent sent us if if one percent if 50 percent of the people sent us one dollar we would have a booth at winter nam next whoa year. that'd be crazy we would i don't know how that would benefit us it, but it'd be i crazy. don't know if it would but we would have it we <laughs> i mean that's twelve thousand dollars a year we would have it yeah that's true so anyway um Check that out. We've talked way too long about ourselves. Let's move on to the show. To the show. Here we go. You want to hit, hit this ad? Maybe. If I can reset my YouTube channel. All right. This first ad is from Lauren. My wife. It is an Emily the Strange Epiphone Limited Edition G13. Good Lord. $350. Did you actually look up what this is worth? I didn't. All right, this is an Epiphone Limited Edition Emily the Strange G310 electric guitar in great condition, like new. Bought it over 10 years ago and haven't really touched it. Comes with hard case, original softback, and original strap. I remember seeing these on Craigslist like months ago. No I way. Told you, oh, I is, hate you. Little Wayne plays this guitar. Oh, I hate you. That's the biggest I reason why I put it, put it in the thing. You. It's like... Because I saw the ad, and then like recently I had seen a picture of Lil Wayne playing it. Lil Wayne is famous for not playing guitar very well. Lil Wayne is strangest for being... Uh, is um, strangest? <laughs> Steve pre-gamed before Lil, the show. Lil Wayne is strangest. Actually, that is a true statement. Lil Wayne is most famous for being jacked up on Purple Drink. Oh my gosh. Holy smokes. I think that's you right now, Steve. I think you're jacked up on Purple Drink. Uh, these are worth more than I thought. How much are they worth, Steve? But still not worth um, the amount of money this guy's ass, ass axing. Good Lord. Come on, Steve. Get it together. I know. Um, we're looking at, with shipping, uh, $215 on eBay. That's still not uh, as much as the ad. There are some people who have... I'll say they have sold them for um, more than three hundred dollars on eBay, but those are you know I'm I'm not a big fan of buy it now pricing. Yeah, me either. Uh, but there are there is one that says it claims it sold for three hundred eighty-seven dollars. That's too much. Uh, there's another one that says it sold for two seventy-five. These again, are those are, these are like hot topic guitars, right? Yeah, so Emily the Strange is kind of interesting. I, I did a little bit of a look up before. Um, it was originally a Santa Cruz Skateboards graphic um, uh, created by Cosmic Debris, etc. Um, in San Francisco. The graphic first appeared on Ross Goodman's skateboard graphics. I don't know who that is. In 1991 for Santa Cruz Skateboards. Um, later on it became books, a bunch of other stuff, cynical. It was like this cynical dark character. It was kind of like a skateboarder's version of Wednesday Adams, I guess. Right. Um, so it kind of, for a few years, it became a really popular thing. There were, um, four books issued and then, uh, three, looks like three issues of Dark Horse Comics, four issues of Dark Horse Comics and an Ongoing monthly standard length series has been published since 2008. So this is it went from a skateboard graphic design to uh, novels, graphic novellas, what they call them. Uh, I sound. I sound I another thing to know. I sound like an old man. Uh, Ryan, uh, graphic novellas. Here's another thing to know, which I was trying to tell you about earlier, Steve. Yes. Off the show. Emily the Strange is a ripoff of a 1978 book character. What's 1978 book character? Oh, weird. Yeah, so this is from boingboing.net. Well, you know those graphic designers, no original ideas. Uh, is ripped off from a, a book and a, a character in a book called Nate the Great goes undercover. Nate the Great. 
And we have a, I'm looking at a picture of a girl who looks very similar to Emily the Strange, just a little bit more stylistic, I guess. And it says, Rosamond did not look hungry or sleepy. She looked like she always looks strange. And then there's a picture of Emily the Strange and says, Emily didn't look tired or happy. She looked like she always looks strange. So both pictures have this, you know, girl with dark hair with cats around her. One is from 1978 and one is obviously from a more recent time. Interesting. So, you know, skateboard graphic companies, they don't expect a lot out of them. They well, it's I mean, like it's like graffiti. Like they're they're recycling a lot of stuff that they. Yeah, find. I mean, let's be honest. Like skateboard, you think you, skateboard companies, you know, they're 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 anti culture. So what do they care about? Uh, I wouldn't call original. them anti culture at this part point. They're um, well, this is like the consumer the, culture. The early two thousands. They're like consumer culture for people who they're, don't realize they're consuming culture. Sure, they they're faux counterculture. But yeah. I, I just thought this guitar was interesting because it's like, uh, here's this guitar that's got, you know, honestly, attractive artwork on it. Yeah. The artwork is attractive. It's well done. Um, these things, I'd guess that they were sold in Hot Topic because I thought it was a Hot Topic thing. Maybe they are, maybe they, I remember seeing them in uh, Guitar Center ads. Yeah, maybe I'm super wrong. Maybe they sold in regular guitar stores. But uh, it's, it's an SG. It's just an Epiphone SG with a bolt-on, right? Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay over three hundred for one. It's a G G three ten, so it's a Bolton Epiphone SG. It's icon iconography, iconography, whatever. Uh huh. That was very popular in the mid two thousands, uh, with kind of like semi edgy people, and emo kids, right, and lesbians. <laughs> okay, sure. And I don't and, know what lesbians do and don't. Well, I know what they do and don't like. They don't like men. They like women. Well, you know, you're in college, and you're confused, and so you just become dark, and you cut yourself straight bangs, and you look like Emily the Strange. There you go. And everyone's like, wait, are you uh, are you emo or are you a lesbian? Um, and nobody knows. I'd like to remind everyone that Steve pre-gamed before we recorded. Uh, he had a, an after-work party and has already been drinking. So here we are, recording a... Uh, this is a half drunk episode because I'm sober. I'm just keeping it real. Steve's just keeping it real. The regular old uh, Steve Trump over here. Uh, I am drinking Java the Stout coffee stout from Jackie O's Pub and Brewery. I'm drinking water. Who sent this to us? Sorry for not remembering. The Java the Stout was sent to us by Esteban Vasquez. That's right. Um, the stuff that I had was a barrel aged something or other. <laughs> And it was sent to us by um, Fred Banana, and I really appreciate it. And you know what? I appreciate it so much that I will f- try to look up what it was. And by look up what it was, Dear I mean Lord. I'll go back to Ryan's fridge and read the name off the bottle and say, oh, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> this is a real loose episode so far. Whose fault is that? <laughs> Yours, Steve. What? This is what happens when I'm not in a state to keep it together. Is that nobody can keep it together? I'm keeping it together just fine. I'm trying to keep it together. All right. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Emily the Strange. I I don't. You know, Emily the Strange is funny because I feel like it was one of those things where I started to kind of see it. It was like the Obey Giant, right? Right. Where it was where, just around so much. I would see it in the scene, in like the music scene, because I like in the early 2000s, like I the coolest Obey Giant sticker I ever saw. Was somebody who cut the eyes out and slapped it on a PV Ultra Plus. Nice. So when it changed, when the the PV Ultra Plus, the logo lit up, green, yellow, red, depending on what channel you were on. And as you switched through, the eyes of Andre the Giant would change between green, yellow, and right, red. Right, right. And that was the coolest thing ever. Um, but uh, it was one of those things where I would see it there. And then I, when I got to college... I started to see it more and more and more, and then like I saw it in Walmart, and then I killed myself. You killed yourself, Steve. Yeah, but then I then I came back. Yeah, you got better. I got better. <laughs> oh man, should we uh, hit this uh, this mini topic? Let's hit this topic that's small. Yeah. So uh, we didn't really do any like New Year's resolutions or anything, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. I, I didn't do any, but in the last week or two, we've kind of like figured out our directions 
for the year for what we're going to do gear wise. Yeah. Like our gear, our gear goals, 2017. Mm-hmm. So you confided in me, your, 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 yeah, your gear goals. And I'm going to confide and in you, you. And you confided in the Facebook group. Yeah. I put it out there publicly once I realized um, what I was going to do. Well, I've been kind of cooking what I was going to do. Yeah. We've been talking about this yeah. for a while. So let's, let's hear what you're going to do, Steve. So my thing is, <laughs> is, um, I, in my personal life, I'm very bad at budgeting. Um, so my goal this year is to take whatever um, money that comes in through our sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Like the um, money that we would put in our pockets. Yeah, and try to actually like save that up towards um, maybe not specific gear goals, but at least like that's the money I'm going to use to buy gear. And uh, so I actually already, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Was it a couple weeks ago or was it last week? It was last week. I bought the Tachyon Delay from Chuck Pedals. Nice. Uh, I did receive it. I haven't had a chance to check it out mm-hmm. really yet because, again, I was on vacation, and then I came back and was bum-rushed by work. Um, but that was the first thing, and really, like, at the pace that, that things are seem to be cooking for the show, I mean, it's not like at the end of the year I'm going to be rolling in a dumble, but I think with some smart play, like, you could get something kind of... Get yeah. some fun toys throughout the year. I don't. I don't know if I want to save up for one big thing, if I just want to use it to get like a few small, like again, like a few like pedals that would just be like really cool to mess around with. Sure, sure. Well, I think you're definitely gonna have a budget this year. I hope so. Yeah, I think you're gonna have new stuff to talk about a lot. Um, I, that's a cool idea, and it's like you're gonna be building up some new gear and experimenting with things and trying yeah. stuff. And maybe like you're going to get gear that, uh, maybe you can use it for, you know, sort of getting some flips going on. Like, yeah, like use that money. Like, well, Oh, then that's the other there's thing something I is, can buy for a hundred bucks and I know I can flip it. Yeah. I mentioned that at the end of, I think at, at, towards the end of the year that like, I kind of, I not kind of, I did use, up my craziest money last year on family stuff. Right. So I'm looking for a way to build it up. And, and honestly, like, you know, I don't want to be like, well, family, I dumped $300 in your sorry yeah. asses last year. You owe me this and that. Uh, so, uh, I'm just going to take it out of you month by month because like the podcast stream really is like, um, it's an opportunity for us to kind of do some fun stuff like that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's not just for me personally, because when I get a piece of gear, I mess around with it for a while and I say, Hey Ryan, we should do a demo of this. Yeah, and, yeah. and then we do something. So, so for sure, like, obviously, you know, that's going to end up back with you guys. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that this year. I'm hope I need to be patient and I need to be smart. And I need to make sure every time I ship out a bunch of stuff that I send you an invoice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, is there any like piece of gear you're thinking about big time? Like, you, are you thinking about like getting a different bass or getting like a bit an amp or like a um, big pedal that you've been thinking about, or maybe like I, commissioning something? Now at at church, um, <clears throat> we run the everything. We pretty much run everything direct. Right. Um. So. I think I would like to get a bass head, but I've also said that all of last year, and now that I'm sitting here, this is awful. What I really should use that, this money for is uh, trying to get the Fendler fixed. You should get the Fendler fixed. I just need to buy a fuse. I'm the worst person. Yeah, use that money to buy a 50-cent fuse, Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Otherwise, I mean, it's it's hard to say. Um. I got that micropog. From the Inner Circle Secret Santa. You used it yet? I have already used it. Did what do I you not think? talk about this? You haven't talked about using it. For real? I didn't talk about using you it? You hadn't used it yet. You had just what? gotten it. What? Give us some thoughts, Steve. Tell us Dude, what you Dude, it is the coolest. It's cool to use octaves, right? Um, actually, uh, Nate, friend of the show, Nate Cross, he thinks that it tracks better than the pitchfork does. Really? Uh, of course, the pitchfork does a bunch of like you know it does yeah like seconds, thirds, whatever. I never use those though. I just use the octave settings. But he thinks for octaves like uh, it tracks way better for one of the. Does songs, he have a pitchfork? He has a pitchfork. I didn't know that. For one of the songs we did, uh, I actually had dry signal all the way up, so that's your uh-huh. original signal. Uh, sub octave at like twenty five percent, and octave up all the way up, and it was just like straight up Wurlitzer. 
like nice. Rhodes, like electric organ, kind of a padded sound. Like people are talking about doing pads on keyboards and they're usually just talking about doing some kind of like backside ambient effect. Uh-huh. This actually sounded like electric key, like electric piano yeah. from like the seventies. And I used it on the intro and like the first bridge in one of the songs. And I was like, this is perfect. And like I said, like that was the thing that really I was looking forward to trying to do with this pedal was I have an octave fuzz that does octave up, but I've always wondered what it would sound like to be able to like just have octave and not fuzz. And yeah. That's, and like that's clean octaves. Get, right. And that's why I'm getting it. And for bass, like or for guitar, I haven't tried it out yet. Maybe like I wouldn't be as into it, but for bass in at least in specific parts of songs, like it does a pretty spot on electric piano sound. Nice. So I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, so far on electric guitar, when I'm using the octaves, the pitchfork anyways, I really like when I'm playing higher on the on the fret mm-hmm. board. I like to throw on a like a twenty five percent blended in low octave, right? And it just fattens it up more. You're still up in that upper register, but like you get like this heaviness behind it, yeah, which really like helps thicken it up and just makes it just you know like boom, you know. That's cool. Yeah, I, I I'm a big fan of octave pedals. I n- I never thought that would be a thing I'd be into, but I seriously use it like all the time now. So I'm stoked that you have one. I'm stoked that you like it. Yeah, and that's I another, definitely want, definitely that's another one that we should at some point try to get a setup for uh, a demo. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'll do a side by side like uh, Pog, oh yeah, that'd Pog be great. versus uh, Pitchfork. Yeah, that'd be great. Since neither of those companies are ever going to, it's the same company. It's the same company. Yeah, since that company is never going to pay me to do a demo, <laughs> <laughs> might as well just do whatever we want with it. Yeah, uh, but you know, Pitchfork's. One, easily one of my favorite EHX pedals. And I imagine the Pog can't be that different. I'm imagining the scenario where you're like, here's the EH, here's the pitchfork doing a fourth a fourth up and you have this up and you just, you know, here's the mini Pog doing a fourth up and you just turn both of the octaves all the way to zero and the dry <laughs> signal to dry and you're like, you're like, oh, there yep, it did it. There it is. It sure did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, again, as far as gear goals for the year go, I, I don't have anything specific in mind. It's just more like a pool of, like you're you're saying, like if I see something that I think I can flip, it sounds to, like to you're be able to chase it. Your gear goal is to open yourself up to new experiences, Steve. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, just kind of open yourself up. Hey, and like, hey, why don't just you just kind of like the universe guide you? Hey, let me see that. Hey, Let me see that thing. Have uh, you told you? Have I told you about my new? Pa- pass that over here, bro. Have I told you about like my new thing I'm doing? It's like a big secret, and not a lot of people bro, know about it. It's pass called, that over here. It's called the secret. The secret. Yeah, the gear secret. Tell me about the gear secret. <laughs> it's where you put a cough drop in your mouth. Yeah, I have to have the cough drop in my mouth, or I'm going to die. Um, let's move on to this next ad. This was sent to <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me about the gear secret. No, there's no gear secret, Steve. The gear secret is you just spend money until you're happy. Oh, okay. All right, this uh, next ad. Gear secret, 2017. Spend money until you're happy. Am I talking about it or next? <laughs> That's our ha- 2017 hashtag. Hashtag spend money till you're happy. <laughs> All right, you want to read this ad or am I doing it? I'll read it. Uh, oh, this was boy. sent to us by Donald Scooter Sheldon. Doesn't he just go by Scooter Sheldon on the group? Yeah. Okay. Fender Mini Tone Master, $20. This, is this by the way, is the little miniature battery amp by Fender that looks like a... What would you say? That's like a showman? Uh, yeah, it's like a blonde showman, I guess. Yeah. These are real classy-looking little mini amps that are made out of plastic. I don't know what they sound like at all because I've never used one. Uh, they sound like little pedal amps that sound like the yeah, are made out of plastic. I imagine they don't sound any different than any other, you know, like 9-volt battery amp. Just kind of plasticky and small. But uh, here's a description. Fender Mini Tone Master in perfect working order. I cut out one of the back vents to help with air movement, to help with rattling when you crank it up. Do not contact me with unsolicited services or offers. So That's this, a default. This guy did a modification on his $20 little battery amp. Do you think of that, that modification adds to the value of it? I don't think it adds to the value. Um, what I really want to know is what is this actually worth? Probably about twenty bucks. Uh, these look like they're thirty nine ninety nine new, 
There's one on reverb for 31.19. So he's discounted it. He's discounted yeah, so it based far, on that modification. I wonder a, I wonder how clean that modification is. This is a Craigslist ad. They're asking 20 Yeah, where's the back of this? It doesn't show a picture. Um he probably just took a drill and put like a half inch drill bit and put a hole in the back. <laughs> um I wonder if doing something like this would fix my uh micro cube because it rattles like crazy. Probably. I mean, you think about rattling well, one, like, typically rattling can be caused by, like, the speakers not being well-connected enough, right? And so because you have no no porting, um, whatever air is vibrated when your speakers move, it's just looking for some place to escape. Right. And if your speakers are a little bit loose, it's going to rattle your speaker to get mm, out. Gotcha. So if you put a hole in the back or a hole in the front or a hole in the side or a hole in the top or bottom... Uh, a hole it, anywhere. Really, a hole anywhere. Um, it's going to escape through that hole. Now, maybe uh, you get like open back syndrome where your tone won't be uh, quite as focused. Open back syndrome yeah. sounds r- terrible, like really bad. Some people like it. I mean, Fender's been Fender's been uh, taking advantage of No, I mean like in a medical you- way. Oh man, I've got open back syndrome. I have, I'm gonna have to I get like 17 surgeries. The upside of open back syndrome is uh, you're never constipated. <laughs> it just falls right out, huh? <laughs> anyway, so you know, open back cab versus it's the whole open back versus closed back cab conversation, uh, where people tend to say like open back cabs like are more. You know they're open, I guess. Uh, right, right. Closed back cabs tend to be tighter. They have a more focused base. Open is is bigger. Uh, at least it's bigger. Like, so do you think it's, this it's spacier? 20, I guess. Do you think this twenty dollar plastic battery amp is going to benefit from an open back? I'm sure it benefits. Is it worth twenty dollars? Oh, I always thought these were cute, but not in the way that I would want to play with one. Like, I'd want to put this on the shelf and get one of those little like miniature reproductions of a guitar to put on a little stand next to it you know you know it's one to of those, remind myself that i play guitar when i'm sitting in my office really it's i feel like it's one of those things where the problem is that it looks like a real amp yeah and that is a problem and that's where um and the marshall mini stacks have the same problem mm-hmm. and that's where the i think the dan electro honeytone succeeds is it knows what it is it's honest it's not trying to be a reproduction of something else. It's just like, look, I'm a little piece of garbage. Just buy me. Yeah, just plug in, turn me up. I think those, like, th- those little Dano Honeytones actually sound pretty neat. Right, and I think the Dano Honeytone sound, for the most part, is really just a tiny, you know, it's a tiny one watt, half watt, whatever, solid state amp that's yeah. cranked, and you go, wow, it's toned. No, you're just distorting a solid state preamp, but your speaker's so small that you're not, like, getting the nuances of everything awful thing you're doing to your sound yeah yeah and probably most of these other mini amps like the fender again like this fender or the marshall like they're probably just as awful oh yeah or just as good depending on on how you look at it totally honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they're all made in the same factory and have the same guts yeah so so this well this has four knobs doesn't the honeytone only have two it's got three i think oh three yeah big spend up um but I could definitely see where something like this would benefit from having like a port in the back. It's kind of interesting. Kinda, this thing, the, the, this thing has a power knob. That's interesting. I wonder what that means. For more power. Maybe it's like a a a. a so maybe it's just voltage three, sag or maybe, something. Maybe like no, it's probably just off on. Oh, uh, that's what it is. Positions. No, that is what it is because there's no switch on this. Um, so it could be the same guts as the as the yeah demo. yeah you're right with just uh, regulate with a dedicated on on yeah don't fall no. asleep on me Steve oh I won't <laughs> yeah I don't know this is cool enough I feel like this is the kind of thing where if I knew somebody with one and they're like yeah dude like check out this thing and they like it was a like if you had one and right. you're like dude I'm broke you want to buy this for twenty bucks and it sounded cool I'd be like yeah I'll give you twenty bucks for that. But it's kind of a thing where, like, I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to buy one with a hole in the back on Craigslist. Yeah, no way. Maybe I just buy one new, and if it doesn't rattle, I'm like, sucker. If these are the sorts of things you buy because you're going, 
like on a camping trip and you want to be cute and bring an electric guitar, you know? Yeah, these are the things you kind of buy when you're going on a camping trip. You want everyone else to go on the ca- who's going on the camping trip to, to hate, hate you. you. Yeah, just completely despise you and why, complain about you and never invite you back. Why is it my least as a like I'm a musician, but why is it my least favorite things my least favorite thing about going to parties is other musicians. <laughs> you know, we have more musician friends than we've ever had. Almost never at parties anymore do do our musician friends like Oh, let me play this thing. Let me everyone listen to me play this song. You know, but for a while that was like every party. Yeah, when we were young and we were trying to impress girls. I was already married. We were all that's already. Why you're, that's we why. Were, hold on, we were all already married, and this we were still, still playing music. This was still happening. I don't know. We were irresponsible assholes. Okay, I can live with that. Yeah, me too. I can accept that. I'm honest with about myself. <laughs> you're right. honest by yourself. I'm honest by myself. Should All we right. tackle yeah. uh, my portion of the topic? Yeah, Ryan, what's your uh, what's your gear goal for 2017? Well, I've been talking about it on the group a little bit, and I've been talking with you about it for a while. I've been thinking about selling off some of the demo gear that we've got mm-hmm. uh, for the purpose of expanding my um, my quiver of amps over here for demo purposes. And then the more I've thought about it... I thought it, it was for the purpose of getting your wife off your back. <laughs> No, she's not on my back. She's she's fine with everything going on with the show. Um, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm excited to explore styles of amps that I actually right. have not ever had a real experience with. Like, I've had the Classic 50 forever. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple Fender amps. Fender. And I've had the acoustic that I've used. Yeah, which is sort of Fender-ish. Yes. Yeah. Other than that... I really don't have a ton of experience with amps. I've never had like anything British flavored. Yeah. I've never had anything super high gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that This is kind of me too, for what it's worth. I've never had like, well, I had the, the, the wings. I was going to say, I've never had like a champ style, super low wattage. Right. But that kind of covers that territory. But you know, there's other things to explore in that neighborhood. I'm kind of just thinking about going on an amp journey this year. And you know, like just constantly being on the eye out for deals on amps that I've never used and using um, kind of demo money to buy amps and flip them when I'm done kind of learning about them. And I want to use a bunch of these amps live at church and, and, you know, just experiment and you do demos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fun. I've, I've always been really guitar crazy. Like I have a ton of guitars around. Yeah, I've never been, and I've I've been pedal crazy. I have a crap ton of pedals around now, and I've been crazy for little gimmicky little gags and like accessories and stuff like that. I've never been amp crazy. It's time maybe 2017 is uh the year for Ryan to go amp crazy, and I've got the money that I could make liquid to make it happen. So might as well do it this year, huh? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh <coughs> Is there is there any amp that you think I should be looking for? Well, I mean, we've we've kind of talked about mixing it up with like a something Vox flavor like an yeah. AC15. A lot of people recommended that on the group when I brought um, it up. I think some of that is like right now in right now you see a lot of like Fender Deluxe, Fender Princeton and you see a lot of like Vox flavored stuff, but guys recognize that for the club scene, like the AC15 is enough, right? Uh, because ultimately, like the the classic AC30 configuration is with the Celestian Blue speaker, which is a ultra high sensitivity speaker. I want to say offhand that it has a sensitivity like around 102 decibels. So you consider like we think about it from a basic very rudimentary understanding of acoustics um, and the way um, volumes work, right? A speaker, that if if you say, if, if, if the, it seems like the general consensus is that three decibels is about the equivalent of like tripling or of uh, increasing your wattage by like tenfold, right? Right. So if you go from like five watts to 50 watts, you're increasing your clean headroom from, say, 97 decibels to 100 decibels. And that's what we think of as doubling. Right. 
So in turn, a speaker that's rated at like 98, 99 decibels, somewhere in that ballpark, which I think like something like the Celestian um, Vintage 30 is, uh-huh. that speaker is going to be half as loud, like watt for watt, than a Celestian Blue. Now, of course, a Celestian Blue is only a 15-watt speaker, so you're you're kind of limited in the power there. And the newer Voxes, like if you're buying like a Vox AC15, C, I think it's the CC1 or maybe the C1, uh, it comes with like a Wharfdale speaker. It comes with it doesn't come with the with the Celestium Blue, which right, is an right. ultra high a sensitivity speaker. But it's kind of interesting, you know. It's something we we think about a lot um, in terms of of speaker choice, like. Or we, we talk about a lot like, oh, I really love my amp's tone, but I wish it was quieter. And there's a limited number of options for like similar tone, but like lower speaker sensitivity. So you can like hit your amp's sweet spot yeah. while your speaker is actually regulating well, this your power. Any, anyway, all that all that being said, that that the AC15, like that's what, or the AC30, that's what people claim is these ultra high sensitivity speakers is why... It's so loud. Right. So the AC-15 with a decently sensitive speaker is also going to be pretty loud. Of course, there's also like circuit things to consider that the AC amps tend to be, um, the circuit just tends to run hot in general compared uh-huh. to other amps, which is why they're hotter. Um, there's just a lot. There's a lot there to uncover. Well, it is, talking about the speakers brings up another thing I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about getting together like, three separate one by 12 cabs or like two one by 12s and like a one by 10 and swapping speakers like on the regular and right. experimenting with various amps. Like I'm, I'm, I'm almost thinking like I want to collect a bunch of heads this year. Gotcha. And do a bunch of like speaker swapping and experimenting and experiment with that side of it. Cause I keep hearing people talk about how like changing speakers is like, one of the biggest things you can do right. to change your sound. Well, Vox did just roll out a line of, of what they call new tube. Yeah, yeah. Heads. I don't know a lot about new tube technology. Apparently, it's somebody who went through and well, I think and I miniaturized think, the tube. I no, guess a couple of years ago there was like a press release that NASA had gone and commissioned these micro tubes. Yeah, that work on the same principles as you know regular vacuum tubes, but they're shrunk down, but with modern technology. Uh, because tubes are useful for various technologies. Yeah. Now, who knows? I, I've been trying to find a picture of the actual what tube. a new tube looks like, and maybe we can get them to show us at Nam. The stuff I'm seeing still looks like some kind of hybrid thing. Uh, it says it has an anode grid filament structure and operates exactly like a vacuum tube, a triode vacuum tube. Um, but everything I'm seeing picture-wise, like it looks like some kind of funky circuit. Can you show it to me? Uh, yeah, it looks like something out of Star Trek. Oh, weird! It does. It looks like the uh, like the little cards that. Yeah, it looks like an isolinear chip. Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. So I don't really know what the deal with these are. I don't. I, Maybe it's that, just a tube like shrunk down into a square format. Right. So that's but. So that's the thing is like I want to be like oh yeah man like you should buy one, you should check out these new Vox amps they're super cheap they're like fifty watts whatever whatever but then it's like it's such a new technology I'm kind of it I need to hear it yeah totally well they're they're also I, I bet they'll the, be an amp if the rumors are true they're gonna be like three hundred bucks I which, think the one that I saw was like two two hundred that's great if they're two hundred and if they sound good a freaking the like there's one that's a clean style, a clean amp for two hundred bucks that has some kind of well right now we'll call it tube emulation. We don't know for sure if it's tube. That's great. I mean that's quilter te- territory, you know? The the quilters are, are like three hundred bucks, yeah, two fifty, stuff like that. Great big loud amps that are super small package, you know, it's it's cool to see other companies hitting that mark, you know. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't mind if the uh if the AC voiced one Gets good reviews and sounds decent. Maybe that's what I'll grab for my uh, AC experimenting, you know? Because I don't need to sound like the full range of an AC amp. I need to get like that classic sound for demos. Yeah. Is my is my thought. And for experimenting. But then maybe it would be better just for me to get the actual thing. I don't know. 
I've got a lot of thinking to do, which I think is exciting to me. Like we've been doing a lot of guitar stuff and a lot, a lot of pedal stuff for a while. Yeah. And I feel like I'm at the point where I don't have to think about it much anymore because I just kind of know all of it. I don't know a ton about amps because it's always been a little bit intimidating to me. Mm -hmm. But it seems like a worthy thing for me to finally tackle. For sure. That makes sense. I think the big thing is, you know, it. We're you. I've no. I've thought about this. Like, I feel like you and I are very well versed in the things that we're well versed in. Good point, Steve. Um, <laughs> which seems like a circular statement, but the reality is, is that like we have very specific styles of music that we've kind of been into, and in turn, like it's kind of like that's what we know, and we don't really. We've been locked into our own gear. Right. We live in a, we are in our own bubble. Kind, yeah. Kind of like the liberal news media. Oh my god. You mean the lamestream media? <laughs> the lamestream media. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> what why are we on this? What are we doing? I don't know. I, I don't know what just happened. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh, Steve. I'm seriously going to die if I laugh too hard. The doctor told me no laughter. You went to the doctor? No. Okay. You think I went to the say. doctor? It didn't sound like a thing that you would do. Yeah, I don't pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars every month to medical insurance to go to the doctor, Steve. Amen, brother. That's a safety net for when I'm about to die. <laughs> I can't afford another $30 to go visit the doctor. To have him just tell me it's a virus and that I wasted his time. Yeah, it could be uh, It could be uh, pneumonia. I had pneumonia last year after NAM. Got that NAM thrax. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had a cold that, that mutated into like a full-on like pneumonia Jeez, infection. dude. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It was bad last year. You got to take more of that vitamin C. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to hear about vitamin C. You know, Ryan, uh, Linus Pauling was all about that vitamin C, and that's why he's lived forever. I don't know who that is, and I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, let's hit the last ad. This was sent to us by Mark Schwartz. Mark Schwartz. Why did you say it that way, Steve? Because it's Mark funny. Sh- Mark Schwartz. Mark Schwartz. <laughs> Sorry, Steve ruined your name, Mark Schwartz. All right, Mark Schwartz. Watch the Mark Zim. is going to write and be like, actually, Steve completely nailed yeah. my name. That's, he, that's he how wants, my mom he says He wants it. to know what kind of flip there is for this. Um, <laughs> These are great at flipping. There's no way. This for is me, a good flip. There's no way for me to make a even a joke to lead into this. Let's go straight to it. Will trade golden, beautiful, playful, affectionate, housebroken, 20-week-old male kitten. Litter box trained, good with other kittens, cats, fixed, rabies shot, active, friendly, and most social of the whole litter. Madison area. We have cared for this kitten, and he will make you a great pet to a good home only. Thanks. Um... All I can say. So he wants to trade for a guitar, bass, or amp. Yeah. All I can say is, normally, aren't these animals like free? Uh, I, it depends. I think you can charge people for cats. But, I but yeah, if you want a cat, you can literally go out in the street, and if you see a cat, you can grab it and that's your cat now. Right. But you right, can also but... go. You can also go to a shelter. And get cats there, but that actually costs money. You have to pay fees, right? But I always saw like shelters have like shelter weekend, like ASCAP weekend or whatever. Not ASCAP. Oh my gosh, what's the Humane Society? Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, and then you go there, and then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we'll waive all these fees, and all you got to do is pay this other thing." <laughs> All you got to do is pay $300 and the cat is free. I, I actually don't know how much it costs to adopt a cat from a shelter. Uh, um, yeah, I've never but yeah, th- there are some people that took offense to this ad on the group. Oh, really? And were like angry that someone would trade for a cat, trade for a living creature, which is fine. You can be offended if you want. But I don't know. If someone actually was like, yeah, I want that cat. I want that cat enough to uh, throw a guitar or a bass or an amp at this guy. I have a feeling that the person who's adopting the cat is going to love that cat. He's going to love that little kitty. It's definitely odd. Like, uh, let's be honest. It is unusual, like, but it sounds like they had a litter of kittens. And they have, yeah. they have more than they can handle. But, like, pet trading, like, I don't even... I feel like the legality of this is questionable. Is it illegal to exchange 
monetary goods or services for pets? I guess not. I don't think it is. I think it's totally regular. I think it's totally fine. All right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Meow. Meow. That's all I got. I mean, here's here's a question <laughs> I have for you, Steve. Yeah. You think you could flip this cat up? Like you get this cat and you flip for a nicer cat? No. You, think, you think that's? I think this is peak cat. Like I, peak I, cat. I like this. Uh, I like this style of cat. I like I this like design look, of cat. I like the look of this cat. This cat um, looks confident. This cat looks active. I, I haven't had a male cat in a while, so I'm not really sure how well I personally would jive with it. But for the most part, like I'm, I'm into this color of cat. Yeah, I like the whole orange cat sort of thing. You yeah. think it would? You think you should trade an orange cat for an orange guitar or an orange amp or bass? I mean, trading uh, yeah. for an orange amp, that is quite a trade for a kitty cat. Yeah, yeah. Well, not if it was like an orange Crush series amp. It'd have to be something budget. You know, we were This saying, guy's got to be thinking budget for budget. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Is This is not... I mean, this is a nice cat. This is not a $1,200 cat. I've seen $1,200 no, cats, and this no, is not a $1,200 no, cat. This is, a, this this is a, maybe a $100 cat. Maybe. I'm like looking at this cat and like... Listen, I'll give you I'll give you thirty bucks in a six pack, you know. So this definitely is like, yeah, the color is nice, but you can totally get these cats for like cheap, right? Like it's not an uncommon color. I think you're going on and on about cats now. <laughs> Steve is done with the cat talk. Should we wrap this episode up? Uh, yeah, I just want to say that. Um I think it was last year at NAMM, they were giving away dubs. Was that last year or two years ago? Dubs? Dubs. They were like these earplugs. Oh, ear the earplugs. That was like two years ago. Two years ago. Um, I so thought you were switching to a different animal. So somebody uh, mentioned that, like, what earwear would you recommend for NAMM or something in one of our groups? So I was like, oh, you should get dubs. And I do have a pair of Shure um, High Fidelity earphones. Uh-huh. I just bought a pair of dubs. Did you? Yeah, um, they're sixteen bucks on Amazon right now. As long as you don't care about the color, which I don't. Um, what color did you get? Pink. Nice. I mean, it's black with just like pink trim. So I mean, it's, it's yeah. next to nothing. But uh, two years of Nam without without any kind of hearing protection, and uh, it's definitely something that you should at least carry. I need vocal protection at NAMM because I blow my voice out so quick there. Yeah, well, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Huh? Well, I could learn to restrain myself, which is never going to happen. But whatever. Uh, should we thank our sponsors? Yeah, let's thank our sponsors. Our first sponsor this week was Sinusoid. Go check so, them out, sinusoid.com. Sinusoid.com. Our second sponsor was Barefoot Buttons. They're look, the, at, look at me say that soft D. They're the barefoot button, uh, buttons. Buttons. Uh, barefoot buttons. Uh, if you don't know what they are, head on over to barefootbuttons.com. It's barefoot. B-U-T-T-O-N-S. It's not a weird spelling. You guys just don't know what I'm saying because apparently I don't speak English right. Guys, Steve is taking I'm, this really I haven't really learned very good. Anyway. It uh, really hurts Steve when you make fun of the way he talks. No, what's been hurting me is all the people making fun of my non-beard this week. Oh, Steve. <laughs> Hashtag sad face. Steve buzzed his beard because he had a Pedro moment. Yeah. He felt really hot and buzzed it all off. Yeah. And then my wife thought I was hot, but whatever. Hey, that counts. Yeah. Uh, the song this week is from Chris Brewer, his band Gin Lab. The song is called Party Girl. Ryan really likes it. I love this song. All right, guys. Have a great week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. You looked in the mirror She just started laughing All of your demons Emphatically clapping Your grocery money vanished With the shoes you broke last night Vomit in your hair Is searching for your t-shirt your t-shirt is screaming, we must return to our apartment But that ass you met online, he brays, I want you one last time And all your friends are really dumb There's a party where you'll meet up with them And sometimes you feel so strange when you try to act your own age 
other parents exit the doors upon your arrival Your ex-husband tells you her painting won first prize She enters the parking lot, the ceremony begins She drowns the cars and people in the flooding of her ocean Confess you should have been there to your bottle of wine